Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Good afternoon, and welcome to Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we're all happy that you are here. Amen? Amen. It is a blessing to be able to fellowship with the body of Christ worldwide, and we have that honor, privilege, and distinction here at Miracle Outreach Ministries. We are in over 100 countries outside of the United States of America. We meet on Wednesdays and Fridays as Miracle Internet Church, and our website is MiracleInternetChurch.com. If you are on a computer, uh, if you're on a, um, a tablet or some other electronic device that allows you to use the Internet, please go to MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up across the banner, you will see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link. When the page changes, click Guest. Then sign in using your name and say hello to all the other saints that are in the chat room. We normally post our scriptures as they are given during the sermon in our chat room. And we do that every service. So sign in today. Say hello to everyone else, and everyone else will say hello to you. Amen? Praise the Lord. As many of you know, we begin our services here with Holy Communion, with the celebration of the Lord's Supper. It's very special and very, a very sacred moment to us. We do not take it lightly. It is not a ritual that we do. It is an honor and celebration of all that Jesus Christ did for us during what the world calls his passion. As it was leading up to his ultimate sacrifice as the Lamb of God on Calvary for the sins of the entire world. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, it wasn't just for one person's sin. It was for every human being that had ever been born and ever will be born. He died for everyone's sin. He took our sin upon himself, and he became sin for us in our place. And so the blood he shed and his body that was bruised upon the cross and even leading up to the cross, we celebrate that victory because victory belongs to Jesus. We celebrate what he did because it changed everything for every human. It changed everything for every human being. You see, if Jesus Christ had not died on the cross, there would be no body of Christ. There would be no forgiveness of sin. There would be no reconciliation with God the Father. You would still be dead in sins and trespasses, and if you weren't already in hell, you would probably be on your way. You see, he provided freedom. He provided an escape. He provided a way out through his sacrifice, his holy sacrifice 
for us on the cross. Otherwise, there is no way to be saved. There is but one name given under heaven, whereby men, women, boys, and girls on this earth can be saved, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. It is not Jesus and Harry Krishna or Jesus and anyone else. It is Jesus Christ alone. He alone is the atoning sacrifice, the propitiation, what was needed to reconcile us to God the Father. No one else could do it. No one else had sinless blood. And no one since him has had sinless blood. You see, the sin nature was passed down to us through Adam and Eve. They revolted and rebelled against God and allowed sin in. And sin changed their nature. And it is that nature that they pass down to everyone else who is human being. And so when you were a sinner, it was your nature to sin. It was not surprising that you lied, that you stole, that you were a deceiver, that you cheated, that you did horrible things that you are now ashamed of because it was your nature to do them. It was your nature. But once you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your nature was changed. And so we celebrate what Jesus did for us and the doors of blessing that he opened for us and the new relationship with our Heavenly Father every time we come together on Sunday. And if you are a Christian, if you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if he is your God and you have forsaken all other gods, we invite you to join us, if you will, and to partake in the celebration of Holy Communion. We also begin our services by examining ourselves. The Bible says that if we will examine ourselves and judge our own lives, we shall not be judged by God. Why? Because we'll know what we did wrong. We'll know where we didn't measure up. We'll know where we went astray. And so, as children of the Most High God, having received the spirit of adoption from him, we can call upon him and confess our sins and forsake our sins and receive forgiveness and clearance of our sins. If you have not received Jesus Christ, if you've gone some other way, if the Holy Spirit is not living in you, we highly recommend that you choose Jesus Christ, that you ask him to reveal himself to you, that you ask him to come and save your soul, that you ask him to come change you into the person that our Heavenly Father designed for you to be before you were conceived. When he sent you into this world, he sent you to be someone, someone that had been in his heart and in his mind for eternity. He alone knows who he's calling you to be. You can't redesign yourself. You may have an operation to change your gender outwardly, but you cannot change what God did within you. You are who he made you to be. 
So we encourage you, if you have not yet come into a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that is not religious but is in right standing with him, we urge you to do so. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, those of us who have received Jesus Christ in our Lord, as our Lord and Savior, we have the blessing, we have the grace to come before you, to confess our faults and our sins and our shortcomings, and receive forgiveness of sins. We can receive forgiveness of sins because the blood of Jesus has been applied to the altar of our heart. We have been changed. We are not the same. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. And so we come to you, Father, asking for your forgiveness, asking for your touch and your grace in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for helping us to become all that you have designed and wanted us to be, what you have always desired for us to be. And build us up, Lord, on our most holy faith. Strengthen us, Lord, where we are weak. Touch us, Lord, where we've gone astray. Help us to find our way back to you. We want to thank you for every opportunity that we are given to bless the name of Jesus Christ, to worship him, to give our hearts to him, to fellowship with the body of Christ worldwide. We want to thank you for this opportunity while we have it still, to partake and celebrate Holy Communion. You told us, Lord, from your word, that as often as we do this, to do it in remembrance of you. So now, Lord, we take a few moments, each of us, to acknowledge the things that we need to acknowledge and confess before you. And while you stand praying, the Bible says, forgive. And yes, that includes forgiving yourself. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, we thank you, Lord, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me, partake of the bread. After the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, we thank you for the cup, Lord. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Partake of the cup. 
For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many (coughs) are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Amen? Amen. Amen. Nobody wants to be condemned with the world. Praise the Lord. How's it sound? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we choose to forgive any person, entity, or situation that has harmed us or our family or has transgressed your holy word in our lives. We forgive others and we forgive ourselves. We acknowledge that there are not any perfect persons on the earth. So we repent of expecting perfection from them or even ourselves. You said that offenses would happen, and they do. But we choose to be merciful and not to harbor feelings of animosity or hostility or pain or grief, or injustice, or begrudging, or selfishness, or arrogance, or bitterness, or anger. All of these enemies were slain on the cross of Calvary. All of these sins, Lord Jesus, you took on yourself for us. You became sin for us all. You became our curse that we might be blessed. So we humble ourselves in repentance, in gratitude, and in truth. Surely you bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. You were smitten and stricken of God and afflicted for our sake. You were wounded for our transgressions, which are many. You were bruised for our own iniquity. The chastisement and punishment required to purchase our peace you bore, and with the stripes which you received through brutality, we are healed. We thank you, and we praise you, Lord, and yes, we are healed. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for this fast that you have called us to. We lift up to you, Father, Brother Sam, And Mother Irene And we thank you for their continued healing We thank you Lord For it accelerates We thank you for the many miracles You have done for them in the past And the ones that are To take place now We want to thank you Lord That as we fast we continually lift them Before you 
And we thank you for your intervention, your grace, your mercy, your power. We want to thank you for the blood stripes of Jesus wrapping every cell in their body. We also lift up to you everyone in this ministry, Lord, who has been stricken with diabetes. We cut them free from the tentacles of that water demon in Jesus' name. With your sword, Lord Jesus, we pierce through the center of that spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut off its head. We cut off its tentacles. And we forbid them to affect the many parts of the body that that disease state attacks in Jesus' name. Every attack must go back. Every attack must go back. Every attack must go back in Jesus' holy name. You purchased our healing, Lord Jesus. And we declare that by your blood, by your stripes, by your sacrifice, we are healed. We lift up to you, Father, any person in this ministry who has a chemical dependence, a chemical dependence of any kind, even a chemical dependence on sweets. We bind those spirits in Jesus' name, coming down the family line, being acquired over the years. We take authority, dominion, and power over all those spirits, We bind them in Jesus' name. We chain them with eternal chains under darkness. We send them into the spiritual cage, and we command them to come up and out of the people of God. Take a deep breath and cough. Come up and out of the people of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of the people of God. Come out of his people in Jesus' holy name. Come out of his people. Come out of the people of God. Deliverance is the children's bread in Jesus' name. Deliverance is the children's bread. All of those spirits of infirmity coming down the family line that have affected us over the years, we bind you in Jesus' name and we command you to leave us now in the name of Jesus Christ. Our bodies are not the dens of demons. They are the temple of the Holy Ghost. The blood of Jesus has been applied to us and the Holy Spirit has come in. So we speak to you now. We command you to leave us and never return in Jesus' holy name. We command you to leave us and never return in Jesus' holy name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, and all of his evil angels, evil spirits, all demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous in Jesus' name. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name, We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. We close and seal all portals, channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. 
We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains in darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, and familiar and electronic and digital and technology demons in Jesus' holy name. We bind all Leviathan spirits in their attacks, all Kundalini spirits in their attacks, all water and marine spirits in their attacks, all devils, sex devils in their attacks, unclean spirits in their attacks, all passive devils in their attacks, all pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, and drone spirits in Jesus' name, all sorcery devils in their attacks, all seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits in their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the seducers, and the charmers, we bind in Jesus' name. All targeted radio frequency, all pulse weapons in their attacks, all microwave attacks, all debilitating sonic frequencies in their attacks, the work of every druid. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, all mystic rituals in their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology attacks, and particles Technopaganism, mind controlled by the occult. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes and injuries, and all remote viewing. We bind sonic and audio weapons. We bind microwave frequency weapons, 5G. Everything sent from the from the cell towers and the satellites in Jesus' name. We bind the, all the voices of the stranger, the hypnotic and trance devils, the mystic rituals and their intent. And we overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, Australian, African, European, North American, South American, Asian, Pan-Asian. Indigenous groups, native persons, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind your witchcraft. We bind all Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind all Morgellons attacks and return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in the American culture. And in every culture, we bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils and satanic worship and witchcraft dedication. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs and trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, spirits of supplanting, the gods of the people of the land and the gods of the groves, 
and every spirit that exalts demonic knowledge, science, logic, human reasoning against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vows, root work, or sins against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. We bind the works and spirits of the oppressors and the spirit and the children of disobedience. We bind false religions, every single one of them, and every cult. We bind numerology, horoscopes, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist, the ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain, the spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem. Oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, biokinesis, psychokinesis, biopk, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride and his entire kingdom in Jesus' name. We bind all demonic human, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, Weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Basilek, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all goddesses and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, and Baphomet, and in 72 in Jesus' name. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources in Jesus' name. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, ceremony, and rite in the name of Jesus, all artifacts. We bind the work of the Demole and all other associated organizations in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions. And we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all 
and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, and witchcraft back on their own head as well as their mind control. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent, Father, of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. We want to thank you. We want to thank you for the blood of Jesus, the armor of God, the word of God, your Holy Spirit, Father. We want to thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you that you come to be in our midst wherever two or three of us are gathered together in your name. We welcome your presence. We honor your presence, and we love you, Lord. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially persecuted Christians, even those that are persecuted in their own homes. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We want to thank you, Lord. We cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. We cover all of our vehicles and the road that we travel. And we take authority, dominion, and power over every entity, be it animal, demon, or otherwise, of the road so that they do not cross our path. We thank you, Father, that you've dispatched your angels ahead of us to protect us. We thank you that you protect us in our dream world. We pull out every fiery dart, pin, needle, spear, voodoo, and anything else sent to us from the demonic realm. With the sword of the spirit, we cut ourselves free from every ungodly silver cord, ley line, ungodly soul tie, attachment, covenant, agreement, oath, consent, garland, vow, pledge, pact, league, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We break down all walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, diviners, prognosticators, and the like. We break the power of all love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, spells, fetishes, all psychic thoughts and psychic warfare, voodoo, magic, witchcraft, mind control. Mind frequency meditation, death, bewitchment, potions, jinxes, torments, pain, sickness, and destruction, all psychic powers, ungodly blessings, root works, crystals, tribal rituals and sins, incantations, and everything being sent to us from the devil and his camp in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for the grace to walk in the love of God. Oh, 
Because iniquity abounds, Father, the love of many has waxed cold. But we ask you, Lord, to touch the hearts of your true saints, that our hearts not be cold, but that we love as you love. In the name of Jesus, we pray, and everyone said amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well. Well, we want to thank the Lord for our ability to continue to meet as Christians. In many countries, they're not able to do this. And we pray that we will always be able to do this, you see. The devil is very, very busy in these days. But Jesus is greater. Jesus is greater. The devil's always been the devil ever since he decided to be the devil. And he's going to be the devil for some time to come. But you see, Jesus is greater. Amen. Jesus is greater. Father, I lift up to you everyone who is on this fast that you have called us to and is participating with us. I ask, Father, for you to give them additional grace so that they will be able to do the things that you are calling them to do, that they will hear your voice and answer, that they will spend more time with you, that they will come to understand what you're saying to all of us in Isaiah 53. We lift up to you, Lord, everyone that is participating, and we thank you for your mercies and your grace in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Convict us, Lord, if we go off the path. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Okay. Praise the Lord. Yes, it's the work. Yeah. All right. Praise God. Well, the Lord says we have been made alive. Made Alive. Therefore, we are buried with him, with Jesus, by baptism into death. Let me explain this for a moment before I proceed. Once you have received, I didn't say accepted, I said received, Jesus Christ into your heart as your personal Savior, and you've made him the Lord of your life, the master of your life, the ruler of your life. He's running the show, not you. Well, you see then, usually, now granted, the gentleman that died on the cross when Jesus was on the cross didn't have this opportunity. So that's not an out for those who have the opportunity but have not taken advantage of that opportunity. Amen? There are people who always want to find an excuse to not do something. So when we participate in baptism after we have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are buried with him by baptism into his death. We become partakers of the death that he had on Calvary. We're not just onlookers anymore. 
we become active participants so that, like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of our Heavenly Father, even we should come forth out of the watery grave so that we should walk in the newness of life. The old man we leave behind, we come out risen in Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. So for those of you who did not understand what baptism was about when you participated, that's what baptism in Christianity is about. God has a glorious plan of life for every person who is born on the earth. Every person. He didn't miss some people. You are not here by accident, regardless of how you got here. God has a plan and a glorious plan for you. That plan is so marvelous, so glorious, so powerful, so excellent, so wise, that only the only wise God could have brought it into being. No one else could have done it. To all who have not yet received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, this plan awaits your discovery. To those saints who have entered into the kingdom of God, this plan ought to be unfolding in your life on an hourly basis. Every moment, every second of every day, you should be walking out the plan that God has for your life. In Ephesians, you may as well turn there because we're going to be there for a little while today. We're going to Ephesians. Amen. There we are. Ephesians, and we're going to start in Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Amen. And you, yes, you, the saints of the Most High God, has the Father of glory quickened or made alive. You, the saint of the Most High God, has the Father of glory quickened or made alive. Verse 1. And you, hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. You were dead in trespasses and sin. Who, me, you say? Yes, you. Because prior to your prayer for Jesus Christ to save your soul, you were dead in trespasses or law-breaking and sin, violations against the kingdom of God. That's how you lived your life. That's what you did. You were a part of the world and its sin nature and everything that the world does. You say, well, I didn't do everything all those people did. No, but you were a part of it. That was the party you jammed to, okay? And you know I'm right. But you say, I was alive and talking and eating and doing what other humans do. Well, yes, you did. You surely did. I won't tell you that you didn't. But spiritually, spiritually, you were dead to Almighty God. 
You were separated from him and his plan for your life by the gulf of separation that sin and corruption create. When God brought forth the world, he declared it is good. But soon afterwards, sin released corruption upon God's good creation. And corruption thoroughly corrupts. Corruption strips you of innocence. Corruption releases death, spiritual death, and then natural death. Corruption changes the condition from good to bad to worse still. Corruption contaminates, deteriorates, perverts, degrades, and opens the door for the undesirable and the spread of evil and wickedness. That's what corruption does. Until you ask Jesus to be your God, and in so doing forsaking all others called God by anyone at any time, and asking him to save your soul, for Jesus Christ is the only way back to God. He is the only way back to God. There is no other way. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen? You can't get saved by Buddha. Allah can't do the job. Or any of the many of others that have been mentioned over the centuries, none of them are the ones. None of them. No, not one. So until the time that you made such a request, you had no connection at all with the Most High God. You were dead in the sin nature of corruption, passed on from our forebearers in the Garden of Eden. For through their rebellion against God, the sin nature was passed on and transmitted to all mankind. And nobody missed it. When you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, a whole new life opened up to you, a completely new and different life. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit was changing your sin nature by the blood of the Lamb of God. So, well, how can you tell? I couldn't couldn't tell he was there. Don't worry, he's busy. He didn't come say, hey, excuse me, I have to come in and change your sin nature. No, he doesn't do it that way. He goes to work. Amen? Amen. Yes, the blood that flowed from Jesus' body many years ago on Calvary was washing you clean of sin and corruption. Suddenly, your past sins were removed from you as far as east is from west. No, the Holy Spirit didn't come tap on your shoulder and say, I'm taking your sin away. No, he didn't, but he did it. Amen? Amen. He didn't come ask you, you sure you want me to do that? No, he did it. Suddenly, 
the very life of God himself was flowing into your spirit, and you were made alive to God. Before then, you were dead to God, separated. Then you were brought back together so that the life of God could begin to flow into you. Amen? Suddenly, you were grafted into the vine, Jesus Christ, and God's spirit changed you. He changed you. You became a new creature in Christ. Old things passed away, and now all things had become new. Amen? You were not the same person anymore. You were not the same person anymore. You see, the Father reconciled you to himself by Jesus Christ. That's what happened. So, the Father of glory, we're still in Ephesians, the Father of glory made you alive. Everybody who was dead in sin and separated from God, because in the past you lived just like the world, being motivated and controlled by the prince of the power of the air, Satan himself, just like those who are now living in disobedience. That's who controls their every thought and what they do. You know there was this songwriter who wrote this song, and I think he might have been saved for about three minutes. He said, you got to serve somebody. Whether it be the devil or it be the Lord, you got to serve somebody. And those are your options. Either you're going to serve the Lord Jesus Christ or you're going to serve Satan. You've got to make a choice. And you make that choice initially, but then you keep faithful to your choice every day. Every day you recommit. Every day you pick up faithfulness. Every day you pick up obedience. Every day you pick up humility. Every day you walk in grace. Every day you walk in faith. Every day you walk in love. It's an everyday thing. You can't just, as some people think, Come to the altar once, and well, I've taken care of that. No. The transformation is to continue until such time you're taken out of the earth and are changed. The transformation is ongoing. It never stops. It goes on continually. The Holy Spirit is working in you. Amen? Don't think that because you went to sleep, God stopped working. No. Even when you do wrong, God hasn't stopped working. He's still working in you. You see, those that have not received Jesus are controlled by that spirit that brings forth their lawlessness and disobedience because that is the spirit who lives in them and runs their lives. We all as sinners live like this. 
Our past lifestyles consisted of whatever self wanted, whatever our minds thought, however corruption moved us, using our sin nature as a vehicle. Using our sinful nature, our fallen nature as a vehicle to run our lives. But God, the most merciful one, had compassion on us because he had chosen to place his love upon us. You said, well, why, 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 why would he do that? We were enemies. We were enemies to God. Why, why would he do that? Well, you see, when he made us, he loved us. He didn't wait on us to get it together to love us. He gave us his love even while we were yet sinners and fighting against him. When we were the enemies of the commonwealth of God, he gave us his love. And in his love, in his compassion, in his mercy, in his wisdom, in his holiness, he decided to do something about our fallen nature. He wasn't going to let it go. You see, all of those people that came before, you know, the Noah crew, when he got to the end with, him, with them, he just in 40 days wiped the entire population of the world off the map. That's a lot of people. In 40 days, they were gone, never to be heard from again. Eight people survived. And he designed the provisions for those eight and those animals and those plants. See, God wants to preserve life, even if he has to start over again. He never wanted those people that he took away with the flood to go that way. But they wouldn't go along with him no matter what he did. They gave themselves over to things that were not seemly. And they just kept moving in one direction, and they wouldn't stop. So in his wisdom, he removed them. And he made us a promise that he would never destroy the earth again with water. So we have rainbows to remind us of his promise. See, he's a holy, loving God. He wants us to make it. Amen? Amen. Amen. He wants us to make it. God chose to love us and sought diligently to save us. It has never been God's will for any of us to perish but instead that each human being should come to repentance, a complete change of heart and mind, and choose the salvation that he offers. That's right, the salvation that he offers. Resultingly, God is long-suffering toward us. You have to think about your own life sometimes. Think about how long God waited for you to get to the point. Think about it. How long of your life did it take for God to get through to you? 
That's long-suffering. That's long-suffering. He waited patiently for you. He waited patiently for you. He watched every single thing that happened in your life and how you responded to every single thing or reacted to every single thing, and he waited. And he waited because he knew the day would come that you would finally get the point, that you would finally get the point. No, we're not to be making up our own kind of salvation through arrogance, rebellion, ignorance, deception, foolishness, and pride. Now, there are people who have their own brand of, and I call it, religion. Their idea is you come to God one time at the altar, and that's all you got to do till you die. That's their brand of righteousness, not his their own. They're there. They're those that figure as long as you believe in God and you don't kill anybody, you don't rob a bank, you know, you don't do something really horrendous, you're okay. That's their own righteousness, not God. There are those people who have what they call the God of their understanding. Well, the Bible says Believing themselves to be wise, they became fools. They have this brand of, well, I I have certain morals, they call it, and I live a certain lifestyle. And as long as I'm not violating anything I think is really bad, I'm okay. And if I find out I did something bad, I just have to work on it a little. That won't work either. There is the righteousness and salvation that Jesus offers, and anything short of that just won't do. Amen? It matters what pew you sit on in this world. It matters what church you attend, if you attend any. It matters who you choose as God. It matters if you put things, anyone, anything, any situation ahead of him. It matters. Every decision that you make matters because it affects your life, the life of others, and your eternal destiny. Amen? No, we are humbling ourselves to receive the true salvation that is only offered through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on Calvary for all of mankind. Yes, even when we were dead in sin, his love made us alive in Christ, for it is by his grace that we are saved. It is the gift of God to us. The gift. It's a gift. You didn't earn it. So there, none of us can boast or brag at all. None of us can look down our noses at anyone. It was a gift. Jesus paid the price for it. The Father has plans even through all the ages to come. Yes, there is far more than this life alone. Ages to come. Some people's 
understanding only goes as far as, well, when I die, I'll go to heaven. And that's, that's about as far. I'll get through the pearly gate, and I'll be in the city of God. But God says there are ages and ages and ages to come. There's a lot more left of life than just living on this earth. So if you put your earthly priorities first, you've hurt yourself because the priorities that matter are beyond the sky. Amen? There are ages to come. God intends to just the multifaceted, wide-ranging, and superlative riches of his grace in kindness toward us that is only afforded to us through our relationship with Jesus Christ. It only gets better after we leave here. It can be great while we're here, but it only gets better once we're gone. You need to remember that when you're going through a trial. You know I keep saying it's a great day in the kingdom. I'm not limiting what's going on in the day to just what's happening in my locale or on the earth. It's a great day in the kingdom, and I'm a part of God's kingdom. It doesn't matter what the White House or any other house does or does not do. It does not matter what the Supreme Court or any other court does or does not do. It does not matter what any governing body anywhere does or does not do. It's a great day in the kingdom as long as you're in the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. So dry those tears if you've had tears. Unpout your mouth if you've been pouting. Unsulk if you've been sulking. Change your attitude if you've been acting ugly. Because it's a great day in the kingdom of God, no matter what is happening on earth. Amen? Amen. So, God wants to put this on display. He's not going to show it all down here. There's more show on the other side. He's not going to do it all here, no, because this is busy passing away. Where we're going isn't. We might want to remember that. So he has raised us up together, the body of Christ, all of us up together. For we are one, knit together by the Holy Spirit in the love of God. We are knit together all over the globe with all the saints that came before and all the ones that will come after us. We are knit together in love by the Holy Spirit. Yes, they live on the other side of the globe, but they're connected to us and we're connected to them. We are never just here by ourselves. The Holy Spirit embraces us and brings us all together in the love of God. Amen? So it doesn't matter what country they live in or if they live in some tribe you've never heard of or some indigenous group you don't even know where it is on the map, that doesn't matter. That's not a boundary. The blood of Jesus on the cross brought the boundaries down. 
and we are the body of Christ and his members in particular. They are a part of us, and we are a part of them, and we are all in Christ together. Not only this, but we have been given seating together in heavenly places in Jesus Christ our Savior. We are seated in heavenly places. You know, royalty gets special seating. We've been given special seating in heavenly places in Jesus Christ. It's not something to take lightly because when it's time to go to war, you're not going to pray from just here on the earth, even though your body may be here. As you hear me begin to pray, you'll say, hear me say, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. My prayer life comes from there. It's not formed on the earth. My prayers are from my position, seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, where every power, every principality, every ruler, all things demonic are under my feet. Jesus gave me a position of superiority over the demonic realm. And I remind myself of where I really am. I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'm not just here on the earth trying to battle through something. No, I've been given special seating. And in that seat, the devil is under my feet when I begin. And perhaps you need to change your perspective When you begin to pray, you need to see yourself seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, not up under the devil's blows. Not up under the devil's blows. We are his workmanship. Yeah, I'm all the way down to verse 10. We are his workmanship. Workmanship? What you mean by that? What's workmanship? Well, let's go with the craftsmen. Craftsmen are real people, have a lot of ingenuity, a lot of creativity, and it all comes from inside of them. And let's go to the woodworker shop. You know, Jesus was a carpenter by trade. Here we will see a tree that has had all of the bark removed. Tree, big old tree. You know, trees are not little, they're big. They're great big old round log things and they stretch from one end to the other. And in the wood yard, they're just huge. And they come with this machine and it takes all the bark right off the tree. I know I watched it on TV one day. So it's laying there still in the wood yard. And in the mind and heart of the woodworkers is the identity of his new creation. His new creation is coming out of that log. 
and only he can see it. Only he can see it. Only the woodworker knows what it will be. But as time goes on, others began to see all the different processes and tools which the woodworker used to bring forth the image that he sees in the tree at the beginning. He sees it while the tree is still a sapling. But, you know, he has to wait. Remember, he's long-suffering. And he waits till it's this huge tree with a big, long log. And he sits there and smiles because he alone knows what it's about to be. So, Sam, we are trees of righteousness. The Bible tells us so. We are being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. God has made us alive in his son Jesus. It does not yet appear what we will be, but when he appears, when he appears, we will bear his likeness. God is yet working in each of us, bringing forth his plan and his will in each of our lives. Yes, it's a painstaking process with many, many procedures, but it's worth it all. It's worth it all. So don't faint, don't doubt, don't fear, don't fail, don't quit. God is at work in you. Granted, you look, get up every morning, you look in the mirror, and you go, mm, don't need a mirror. But God is at work in you. Yes, he is. Work with him. Work with him. You don't have to understand it all now. You're not the creator nor the master. Just trust him. He knows what he's doing. We should always keep in mind that we are no longer the old man, but now we walk each day in the newness of life with Jesus Christ. Every day, what happened before is gone. We start again. Doesn't matter what happened yesterday, whether we thought it was great, mediocre, or we start again. His mercies are new every morning. He's faithful to the work that he has begun in us. He's faithful to the work that he began. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He hadn't gotten off the boat and decided, well, I'll go get me some lemonade and leave them sitting there. He didn't like that. He's a hang in there with you, God. Hang in there with him. He's a stick with it, God. You stick with him. He ain't going to go take a vacation and come back to you later. 
He's never going to leave you or forsake you. Don't you leave him or forsake him. I don't care what it looks like. You can't give up. You have the best blessing that could ever be to any human being. Hold on to the blessing. You have eternal life. Hold on to eternal life. It doesn't matter what they do outside. You're not going to spend the rest of your days on this planet anyway. Because ain't no grave going to hold your body down. It's not possible. You, You must remember, when Jesus died on the cross, graves opened. People jumped up, got up, walked down the street. And folks saw him and recognized him. And they kept on walking right out of this world. When Jesus died on the cross, he set the captives free that were in paradise. They were righteous, all right. They just couldn't go anywhere. It's like they were in their own Guantanamo Bay. They couldn't leave. They couldn't go anywhere. They were just there. Till Jesus showed up. And he let them out. They could go somewhere. Why are you whining and crying over the little things that are happening here? These light afflictions, the Bible calls them. They may not feel light, but compared, they are light. You're not going to spend the rest of your existence down here anyway. Not if you've received Jesus Christ. You're going to leave. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. But the time will come when the Holy Spirit will take us out of here. He promised he would, and he's the spirit of truth. He can't lie. So it does not matter as much as you think it does about the happenings of life about who slapped who and who didn't, and the reason why. None of that's important. What's important is that you maintain your relationship with Jesus Christ. You got a hold of the right thing at the right time. Don't let go. Don't let go. Temptation will come to try to get you to move away, but don't fall for that. It's worth more than you think. There have been people that have been possessors of old coins. This old coin just looks like, you know, my granddaddy gave me this, and it don't look like much. I just throw it in the closet somewhere. Let, to come to find out years later, then it's worth a whole lot more. I got something to tell you. You have a hold on eternal salvation. Don't throw it in the closet. It's worth more than you think. It's worth a whole lot more than you think. In the past, we didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and all the wonderful things that the Father has planned for his children were not available to us. We had no access at all. And no, they don't give guest passes. 
We were strangers from all of God's gracious promises. None of them applied to our lives. We had no hope of an excellent future with God in this life nor in the life to come. We were doomed to eternal damnation. You know there's a first death and a second death. We were lined up for both of them. Even in this life, we wandered about without God, messing up our lives as best we could. But now, those of us who were in the past so very, very far away from God and his blessings have been brought close to God by the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So I have some words for you. And now, child of God, abide in him, that when he shall appear, you may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Now we are the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Hold on. Stick in there. It gets rough sometimes. But at least you don't have to die on the cross for the sins of the world. It gets nasty, it gets ugly, and all kinds of things. But at least you don't have to die on the cross innocently for the sins of the whole world. Amen? You got off light, didn't you? For this. You got off pretty light. So, we've covered Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. And your homework is to go home and read it. Now that we've talked about it, we've opened it up to you. We've explained it to you. We've showed you how it works. Go saturate yourself with it. Amen? Mm-hmm. Now, church, we're going to worship for a little bit before we have the benediction. Amen? Thank you. 
For the benediction Now the peace of God That brought again from the dead Our Lord Jesus The great shepherd of the sheep Through the blood of the everlasting covenant Make you perfect in every good work To do his will Working in you That which is well pleasing in his sight Through Jesus Christ To whom be glory forever and ever and the church said, Amen. 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 Happy fasting, saints. God bless you. And we'll talk again on Wednesday. You died on Calvary.
Some have 